0: This is a very exciting episode of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi. It's my first, first of all, it's my first in-person interview in months because of this whole coronavirus thing. And second, it's because I'm sitting across from one of the coolest and talented people I've had the pleasure of meeting here in Corpus. Oh my God, shut up. I'm talking about Matt Rodriguez, <laughs> AKA Planet Matt, such a talented makeup artist. Girl, I mean, just stop. like vi- uh, the effects that you do with makeup are just incredible.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for my breakfast taco and for hosting Welcome. me on this Saturday morning. Welcome to my life, yes. tacos every morning. Yeah, thank you for that. And first things first, to Matt.
2: Yes. You tapped the bottom of it on the Should table. I not do that? I'm gonna tell you why you shouldn't. In tell me.
0: Okay, I take do. the shot first. Yes, tell me why I shouldn't do that.
2: First I'm gonna tell you, that's my first tequila shot in like eight years. And that was actually really smooth.
0: Okay, good, I made really sure it was good. cold. I
2: liked it. Um so I was told a long time ago that if you tap the glass on the bo- like right before your shot that um that it's like a peasant thing that the king would always <laughs> hold up his glass and then everybody would tap their thing before taking the shot and so when people tap the glass, I'm like, oh, <clears throat> I see where you hold yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, girl.
0: No, but that's but, something um, to think about, because I don't know why I I do it. I, I guess I've always done everybody
2: it. Everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it. And I'm always looking around like, oh. <laughs> not me, girl, not me. But I'm a Leo, so girl.
0: Yes, you know what it's about. happy
2: belated birthday, Thank you just you. had a birthday. Yeah, okay, so I didn't tell you, but like our original, because we were going to be on the day the hurricane hit Mm -hmm. unfortunately but that was my birthday yes and so i was going to be like oh my god there's gonna be like all this stuff here like balloons but because of my post you know what i mean yeah um but whatever we're here
0: i know i I know yeah (laughs) so because last saturday was matt's birthday and that was also when we were supposed to initially have our podcast and then hurricane hannah just showed up randomly, but you had made that beautiful balloon arch thing.
2: Yes. So like three days before my birthday, there was this trending video on YouTube of this girl who made like a little column with like, five tiers of balloons and I was like, dang girl, you could have gone all out. She had like a million views. Girl, you should have gotten like an a whole arch or something crazy. <laughs> she was like, I spent five dollars or seven dollars at Dollar Tree. So I went and upped her and spent twelve dollars at Dollar <laughs> Tree and made a whole arch. <laughs> it was amazing. Where Thank was you. it? Um it was well it started off um at the hallway because um uh, my partner has a daughter, and her birthday is the day before mine. Wow, what are the odds yes. of that? Yeah, it's crazy. And we're both Leo's girl, yes, so y'all already know. You I know. know. <laughs> 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 but um, no, so I had the arch, so whenever she woke up in the morning, she got to like walk through it, which is kind of fun, right?
0: Yeah, that's super fun, because you made it special
2: for her and for you. Yeah, I want to be a mom so bad.
0: I think you kind of are. Yeah. Uh, because what you did for uh, Veronica, for her baby, oh. was amazing, <laughs> Like the the video of you with the That's stroller, what I'm laughing at. it was fantastic, dude.
2: <laughs> that was on one take. That it was, was one take. Yeah, that was funny.
0: It was one of the most. Uh, <clears throat> it, like I I got so much joy from watching that video because I mean you're just such an amazing friend. Clearly, thank you. Yeah, and then to uh to gift her with that, and then of course to like show it in action,
2: it was just <laughs> perfection. I really really loved it. Aw, thank you, girl. But <clears throat> no, for. For my friends, I like to do um, anything to help them, and Veronica, she, me and her had been talking for a while about um, a stroller, like, getting, like, the combo thing, because, you know, it's her second baby, and so I was like, girl, you have to get, like, the cutest one for your babies, and you have to look cute with two little kids, but I didn't know there was so many, like, options for strollers. There's, like for like twins or if you have a toddler and an older kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, these moms got it rough. Cause you only have one kid, right? Yes,
0: thank goodness. Are you thinking
2: about having the Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm still gonna pray for you cause one is enough.
0: <laughs> for, yes, people who have multiple children are very impressive to me. They're saints because one is, is definitely enough for me. And like pregnancy and everything went smoothly too. So there wasn't anything to do deter me except that literally just having one kid is enough.
2: No, yeah, my mom had Four. four, And I'm the oldest and the only boy. Wow. And so, which, I mean, I'm clearly I'm like the fourth girl. But <laughs> my stepdad would be like, we have four daughters. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, boy. You
2: <laughs> four <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm like, how the heck did you do it? Because there's me and then my stepsister is a year younger than me. And then the next one is 10 years younger than me. Whoa. And then 12 years younger than me is the last one. Wow. So there's a big jump. And so my parents still have kids still in school. They thought they were done and then boom, they weren't. Yeah. Started all over.
0: That's incredible. And so
2: those kind of moms, I'm like, "You're wild. Mm-hmm. You're going like 36 <laughs> years, girl." Yeah. It feels like
0: just the constant it, it's a lot. Like shout out to parents and and you know people who take take care of young kids because you're you're saints. So you grew up in Gregory Portland? Yes, I did. And how was that for you?
2: Actually, it was kind of cool because my my mom grew up in Portland, so my grandparents lived three streets over from the house that I grew up in, and so I was always over at my grandparents' house with all of my cousins. so <clears throat> honestly, those were my those are like my best friends growing up where my where my family. Um, I was always that super quiet kid growing up, which is very odd. it is you know, but I guess I felt suppressed because even back then. From the time I was four years old, I knew I was gay. Mm-hmm. You know, straight up, I saw a soap opera with my grandma, and whenever I saw a, ma- a like the shirtless man, my heart was like racing. Mm-hmm. It was so weird, but like it's like I knew, like in my mind, like I'm gonna be with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It was so odd, but <clears throat> but it's natural.
0: It's, that's that was it's you. Natural. That's yeah, me. That's you, you know, I
2: was that's me being boy crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like at that age. But so, um. I was always really quiet, but I always, you know, family is family. And so I was always able to be myself around my family, especially my grandparents. Mm -hmm. My grandma sewed and my grandpa sewed. And a lot of people, my my grandpa passed away three years ago and he left me his 1957, Sewing machine. Wow! And I still have it. Yeah, I actually got a little sewing kit from Chelsea Marie Boutique. Oh, nice! Yesterday I ordered it. It's coming in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> didn't want to drive downtown. Sorry. Oh, I hear you. Sorry, girl. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, whatever. <laughs> business is business. Hey, yes, but um, but I got it to go with that little as like a whole like little vintage set to have like set up. But um, I did learn how to sew, but do I sew? No. But it I sounds don't. like you might be picking it back up. Picking it back up. Yeah, my stepdad and my mom sew too, and so. Girl, it's so easy to get off topic. <laughs> no,
0: but that's okay. I I like tangents.
2: <laughs> yes. So um, <clears throat> so if I really like sat down and was like I'm gonna sew, I could sew. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So I grew up in Portland, and um, I was always at my grandparents. Like I said, but whenever I was at school, I was not who I really was. You know, I was super quiet. I didn't have a lot of friends. If I did make a friend, it was a girl who was like the girl that was getting bullied. And so we would actually just be like really cool and people would always just assume I liked her,
0: you Uh, know, and my mom
2: would always be the one like, is that your girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And then her and her her and that girl's mom would like be like, oh, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. And so my girlfriends were basically put together with from my mom when I was like in third grade. (laughs) And that was the extent of my relationships. Right. You know what I mean? So like it was very it was very weird because there wasn't other boys like me. And if there were, they were getting called a faggot, mm-hmm. you know, and getting bullied and there was one boy, he was this black boy, who would had his nails done in fifth grade and this, this group of kids boys went and you know, beat him up. He defended himself and he, you know, he got some hits in. I was very proud of him. Mm-hmm. I would not have had the, you know, cojones to do that. Back right. then I was little. I was also a very little kid growing up. I'm tall now, but I was small and dainty. And so like a fight, an altercation, I was avoiding it. So uh, for I was sure. just quiet as hell, like just super duper, kept to myself. And I was just, I don't know. It wasn't until probably like junior high that I had this one teacher that the only reason I even started talking to her was that she had a friend that went to my church that mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, I hope you have this woman as your teacher. She has the same birthday as you. She was my best friend in high school and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, okay, well, she ended up being my teacher. And so whenever wow. I had her, I was like, on, had her, like on my first day, I was like, I wanna say I know somebody that you know, and she told me that we have the same birthday. And she was like, shut up. And so like. We and y'all de- do. We do. And we developed this like relationship. Well, she told me I needed to become um, the mascot. <gasps> and she was like, she said that she was the junior high cheerleading coach. And that, because um, I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm going to have a um, tryout for, you know, for next year. She said, but. I'm so when you'd be a freshman. So when I would be a freshman, she said, and right now the rules are that when you're a freshman, you can't be a mascot. You have oh. to go through your freshman year okay. of getting that school spirit and knowing everything. I'm like, yes, girl, okay, the school spirit. I've gone to the same school the whole time. that's yeah. forever, girl, yes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, the they, she was talking about trying to get the rules changed and she was telling me you would be the first boy in like years, for in like a decade wow. at least to be the mascot. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be cool. And she's like, you're so animated. and. I'm like, you think so? She's like, yes. When you come to my classroom and talk to me, you're, you glow. And I'm like,
0: oh, yeah. That's no that was my told me that my uh, initial impression of you too. I mean, you're just outgoing and nice and just relaxed, but in like a like a peppy way, just yeah,
2: perfection. But I'm only that way with women. Okay, it's very odd. Mm-hmm. And so like, with her, like I would go to her classroom and, I, and whenever I had her like, had her class, I would talk to her, like, you know, like, as if she was my friend. She was a young teacher, too. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just felt this connection with her and that I could be myself around her. And she saw something in me that I didn't see because for so long I saw myself, you know, as the quiet kid. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I didn't get to try out, but- Because of the freshman year because thing. Because of the freshman year thing, right? Well, then my freshman year, there was this girl that was a cheerleader, but she was like on the JV. Mm -hmm. And because freshman girls can't be on the varsity. Yeah. That's how it is in Portland. Mm -hmm. It's not like that anymore from what I hear, but we're not going to get into that. I know.
0: (laughs) Politics. Politics,
2: politics. Yes. (laughs) Um, So... So she was talk. so she was this girl, and she was talking about how it was her first year. She had always gone to private school, and she was, you know, it was, she was new, and she didn't know a lot of people, and so I became really close with her. And whenever, you know, the whole school year we were really close, well, tryouts came for like sophomore year, and I was like, oh my gosh, there was this teacher that was telling me I should be the mascot. And that girl was like, you have to be the mascot. I will help you. So, tryouts, you have to do like a skid. And so she was my helper, and we did like a Wheel of Fortune type of gig. I love that. She was like my little uh vanna white and the judges <laughs> got to guess the letters and it said matt for mascot it was so cool oh my god yes, that's and, brilliant yeah
0: thank you yes and
2: my grandpa actually helped me build the wheel we built a wheel and it spun and everything it was so freaking that is cool. cool i
0: love that you had a close relationship with your grandparents that's no me amazing. too like
2: literally my grandpa taught me how to do so much like when we when we purchased our house last year the first thing we did was just ripped down all the walls and you know It's like halfway done, you know. I think it looks great. That's, I guess that's the process of flipping, especially when you're in a relationship and you're doing it together, literally it's like starting on a foundation of everything. Mm -hmm. We've been together, you know, like six years, but I don't think I started to really know him as a person until I lived with him. It was our first time actually living together too. For sure. And so like, people are always like, who are you hiring to do your work? I'm like, Me. Yeah this is us. And we were like where do you know how to do this like you are always like building something I'm like my grandpa my dad. You are always building something I mean mm -hmm. you're always doing something. I'm working on a litter box right now for our litter box. Okay
0: that's something I'm I'm, um I'm curious about uh, so this is something I Please document this project because I'm I I have cats. This is something I would like to see. But you're always like, oh, this is for the iguanas, and you set up the water sprayer for them yeah, and all. Yep. That. I mean, mm-hmm. you're so And we so haven't even gotten to that.
2: I wanted to take you out to feed them, but we were feeding ourselves with our tacos. No, that's
0: okay. But after this,
2: we're gonna go out there and feed the iguanas. Yes,
0: I can't wait. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay, so you so Matt for mascot.
2: Matt for mascot. My grandpa he um, helped me build all that stuff, and I got it. Um, like, I got the, the role of mascot, and it was really cool. Um, but of course, what came along with that was he's either a faggot or he wants to sleep with all the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. No one was just proud of me. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Like, this is such an accomplishment to me. I was so excited. That is very got, much like, an accomplishment. Run down so quickly. And that, to me, it was um, very suppressing. You know what I mean? I never felt proud of myself. And I also was in choir. And what's crazy is, is like, I don't even like, oh, I'm a singer, I sing. I don't do that. But I actually went to state every single year. Wow. In high school. Yeah. Why don't you sing more? Um, Because I don't think I'm amazing. <laughs> uh. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm so good. Like, to me, like, I don't know, like, do you know who James Charles is on YouTube? Mm-mm. Okay, well, he's this YouTuber and he'll like break out in song and he swears he's good, but I don't think he's that great. I'm like, that's probably <laughs> who I would be if I was so confident. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'll keep to myself. But also, like, I'm more into like soul music at a James, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. people will be like, does he think he's black when he's singing? <sighs> like,
0: I, I like a that soul, you... like a
2: raspiness. Yes. And to me, I don't want to shock people or them think I'm like feeling my oats. You know what I mean? Like, feeling myself. No, this is an opportunity for you to feel yourself.
0: That's Seriously, that's what this podcast is for. Well, I guess you're Um, right. Absolutely.
2: Taking into that as well, I guess it's a part of, I never felt like it was something that I should be proud of because, well, all gay guys are in choir. All gay guys are cheerleaders. Like, I fell into this stigma. You know what I mean? And I guess I was battling with that so for so long like I don't want to be that mm-hmm. I want to be my own person mm-hmm. why is it that I everybody categorizes me when I'm just trying to be me
0: I just hate that you had <clears throat> to you're you're constantly having to like dissect your choices and your moves because right. of the these stigmas you know that's exactly. tough.
2: and so so I was I was battling with trying to not hide the fact that I was gay but trying to just blend in and be quiet so that to keep the attention off of myself Mm -hmm. because i thought it was going to bring bullying negativity i literally thought i was going to get like killed or something you know i didn't know what to expect because tv you know so i guess i reached a point though my my junior year where i had finally become friends with a boy and it was so long since like i guess like a boy had been like wanting to be my friend like literally mm-hmm. all my friends were cheerleaders cuz mm-hmm. oh i guess i'm skipping around but um i when i was the mascot my sophomore year right well a cheerleader dropped out of the competition squad cuz we had a competition squad that year and they asked me to join and so i joined wow. and that led me to becoming a cheerleader eventually full time and mm-hmm. i was in gymnastics and stuff and that's so cool. It is cool. And it's crazy. And I actually was the first male cheerleader in Portland. I want to say ever.
0: Up top. That is amazing. Yeah. That's incredible.
2: And if there had been one before me, it was like in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Like it was such a crazy, mind blowing thing. But you had it. You just had the skills. But it was not a celebrated thing. That it was is, so weird. That is weird. And so. I still was, like, this whole, like, in my head, like, I'm just, like, I know it sounds bad, but the fag in the room. And I think I still deal with that sometimes, you know, like, especially whenever it's a room full of, like, straight men. Like, you know, I'm a barista. And so when, like, a bunch of, like, corporate men come into the room, I automatically feel like I need to not man up, but I need to just be less of myself and quiet and just, you know, just do my job, you know, not be outgoing, not mm-hmm. ask how their day is going. Cause then they're going to think I'm flirting with them,
0: mm-hmm. you Ugh. know?
2: And that's my, that's my own thing in my own head, you know? Yes. But,
0: and, and props to you for saying that. And you've said it a couple of times that yeah. you're like, I find myself, you know, get like going into the spiral, you know, um, maybe believing something that might not necessarily be true or might be an outdated belief.
2: Correct. Right. So, so eventually, um, like I was saying, my junior year, I became friends with a boy. Finally, it's not like I was like looking for a boy to be friends with, but it was this friendship that just naturally happened, and it was so weird. And my mom and my dad were like, "Oh my god, he's he's friends with a boy. That's so crazy." Mm-hmm. And um, because I never grew up doing like boyish things, except for like building with my grandpa. Yeah, all like- my cousins are boys <laughs> that I hung out with. Like that was the extent of me being a boy, but like in like the traditional sense, yeah. I mean, in seventh grade, I played football because you had to take showers in in PE and football was the last period. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't have to take a shower with all those boys. Yeah. And because, like I said, I was like a small and I was a late bloomer. So like all the boys were hitting puberty and I hadn't hit it yet. And so I was nervous that they were going to pick on me yeah. for not being as like, you know, developed developed as them, and so I was being like, a I'm gonna, kid, man. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh. I'm just gonna join football so I don't have to shower. Wow. Then I'm join football and I'm like, what the heck, mom? Get me out of here! <laughs> what is this? Like, this is insane! Like, everybody was like, why is he here? <laughs> why are you here? Hey, at least you tried. I was on the C team, girl, and I was. I was 70 pounds and I was the linebacker on the C team. Yes. Wow. There were so many teams that didn't have C teams that we were playing B teams and the boys were like twice my sizes with beards and we were 12 (laughs) and I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, I'm not even joking. My 12 year old sister has hairier legs than me (laughs) at 12. I'm like, girl, shave those. And also, do you, but yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, but I just think, like, <clears throat> the things we put ourselves through when we're kids, right? Yeah, we, like, it,
2: uh, yes, I'm like, I don't have to shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. but, but I was going through my own little battles, and so, like, like I was saying, though, like, when I first became friends with this boy, I didn't even know, like, I was, too, as excited, like, oh, I have a friend that's a boy that to hang out with me doesn't see me as, like, a fag or something, or this a gay guy, gay yeah. boy. It was it was it was different, and I never did anything with this boy like sexually or anything like that. Um, but we talked from the day we started like our little friendship. We talked all day, every day. Wow, all day, every day. And after a few months, you know, we started like staying the night at each other's houses or whatever. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one day, he told me that his mom made him go to a confessional. And that um, he, when he, like it was after he got out of the confessional, he was like, so I just got out of confessional, my mom made me go, and the, the priest told me I'm not allowed to, to talk to you anymore. Oh, or hang out no. with you. Oh, no.
0: Come but on. But me,
2: me, I'm not Catholic,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so I didn't even know what a confessional was. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Baptist church. They know, they know sorry, they know confessionals yeah. there. And so, I mean, I guess there's testimonies, but that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, oh, okay, but we never stopped talking. Yeah, Like he just said that, like he had to say that. Right, just to like, like, say yes,
0: mom, I told him.
2: Yes, and Mm -hmm. so it was like weird to me. Well, then all of a sudden, um, because we, I went to gymnastics. Well, then all of a sudden he was like, I'm gonna go too. I think he looked up to you. I don't. I don't really know. I think he did because we would go with. We started going like as a group with other with girls. We would carpool, and because it was not in Portland, it was out of town. Mm-hmm. And um, he one day he just asked one of the girls to be his girlfriend, all random, and still would talk to me all day, every day, and stuff. And that's whenever I felt this like weird pulling, like this weird like gap or something like. Something that I'd never felt before, Mm -hmm. because I had like you know, like I said, like my mom had like set me up with like a girl or whatever. Like whenever I was like in third grade, maybe again in like sixth grade, her friend had a daughter who was in sixth grade too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I never felt anything. As soon as it was like established, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, is weird? Yeah, and um, and
0: I just, man, the fact that you had to experience that, you know, like it's like you had to just kind of roll with the punches because you weren't really sure.
2: And you know what? What I was, what I never really realized I was going with the punches and mm-hmm. just going with the flow mm-hmm. and, you know, just going through things. So,
0: like living your life passively
2: almost. Correct. And so, because
0: I think a lot of people. Along all, do all that.
2: this, I'm going to school and I'm in sports and I'm, you know, doing things extracurricular. I'm so busy, but also trying to grow up or not even grow up, but trying to get a hold of my emotions without showing my parents that I'm gay because I'm not even out of the closet or anything mm-hmm. at this point because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling like if I was I wouldn't if I made friends with this boy mm-hmm. you know what I mean so one day he comes up to me and is like I'm moving and I don't know how to tell homegirl but I know how to tell you I'm I'm moving and I'm like oh okay well after he moved I was like in a horrible dark place wow like it was so weird mm-hmm. and so I um, wow. My my family was like my attitude towards my parents was horrible. They they grounded me, took everything away from me, and there. And then one day, my mom was like, "I don't know what is wrong with you," because I was just so numb. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. Do you think talk you were in love anybody. with him? I don't think that I was in love with him, but I think that. Um, It was my first time having feelings for a boy and having feelings for somebody that...
0: And like a relationship. It was like an
2: idea that maybe he had the same feelings of me for me. And it wasn't until after he moved that I was realizing like, oh my gosh, when he went to that confessional, he probably told that he probably went or there was somebody with like a, already like an understanding, maybe his mom or something had an understanding because she would always look at me weird. Mm -hmm. And so like... it it all started making sense to me, but it all started making sense as, like, I can't hide who I am anymore, you know? It's taking a toll on how I treat other people. My mom doesn't recognize me anymore. Like, she was, like, crying, like, what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You're, like, I would just, like, stare off into space, and she'd be talking to me, I'm, like, what? Like, sorry. And so, I was, like, mom, I just don't feel like you can handle it. Like, because I can't handle it like i think i'm gay Mm -hmm. what the heck Mm -hmm. and she's like do you think or do you know Mm -hmm. that's where we need to start Mm -hmm. how do you know i'm like like think i think i have feelings for this boy and i can't control it but i need to like let it go you know and she was like okay well i had a feeling the whole time because you talked like you were like in love or something it Mm -hmm. was weird and i'm like I never saw it that way until like you know wow. recently, and so like I never was like giddy or like it was never like a sexual thing. It was just like I've literally well, it was the first time I'm feeling like those butterflies just over like a text coming in, mm-hmm. and it's not like he was like telling me like I love you or something. Right, like. it was yeah, it was just, just like, like close. We were just friends, and so maybe that also is just like. Maybe that's why people think that a gay guy talking to a straight guy, he has, there's, you know, like some hope or something, which I don't, you know, whatever. No,
0: I mean, come on. This is, this is different. I mean, like you said, this was the first like really close relationship For, when you yeah. had with a boy who was a peer. Like, right. be, please, please be gentle with yourself.
2: I guess so. Yeah, please. Yeah. It's a beautiful the, story. Yeah, this is the first time I'm actually like going and like touching on it, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and it but, was monumental and you're making
0: the choice. Like, it's time right. for me to start living truly.
2: Exactly. And so my mom was like, well, okay, well, do you? I'm <sighs> like, okay. Thanks, mom. Thanks, girl. <laughs> so <laughs> that was easy. And she's like, I really don't know why you're crying. Aww. And I'm like, well, it's emotional. For sure. Know, because it's something I've been dealing with. I was 16. and It's something I've been dealing with knowing since I was four at least. And I also knew at four that I wasn't supposed to tell anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? That young, you already that know young, a I already stigma.
2: knew I'm, I should not tell anybody. And so, um, it's so it's just so crazy to think about like how it all like comes into play, like life, mm-hmm. I guess. But when I came out to my mom, it's hilarious. It actually goes into play with like everything currently right now. When I came out to her, I was like you know, Mom, you don't have to worry about me, though. I'm not going to be that gay that does hair and makeup. I'm not going to wear fake nails, which I don't do that, but I do do makeup. <laughs> I'm like, but well, I'm not going to be that gay. I'm not going to be over the top. I'm just going to be myself. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, okay, like, I don't care. Like, do yeah, you? Like, whatever. Even if you were transgendered, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just be you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Those are the best parents. Okay. And so, of course, you know, there are things that, I did or said or whatever. It's be like, that's a little weird, but whatever. I'm like, mom, it's just what it is. It's Get an adjustment.
0: It yeah. It's an but adjustment.
2: we adjusted. You know, I do have a stepdad. And at first he was a little bit like, wait, what the hell is going on here? What do I have to worry about? And I'm like, okay, literally, what are you worried about? You're a six foot two, like cop. I am not going (laughs) to, are you scared? I'm going to try to do something to you, harass you, assault you. I think it's just like, I don't know what's going on here. It's all just false
0: beliefs.
2: You know, people just
0: think they, they understand it because they heard something or read something or saw something once. So they feel like they understand it, you know?
2: Exactly. So, so it did take adjusting, but it wasn't like, get out of my house. I don't ever want to see you again. I hate you. And when I see that people go through that, oh, that tears me apart. Like, I can't stand to see things like that because- Same. Because be, up until I did come out, that's how I felt I was going to be treated. Because all over TV, that's how you see it. You don't really see this like loving, oh, here you go, they want the drama. And to me, whenever that's all you see, it's like that's the only thing parents, that's the only reaction they know how to give regardless if there's change coming or not they Mm -hmm. always freak out not always but you know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. and so it's sad that you know we have to get all this courage and this bravery within us as children to be like, look, mm-hmm. I know you don't take me seriously because I'm a child and you feel like my point and my opinions are not valid, but this is who I am. This is who I wanna be. And I'm not asking you to to accept me and love me even more, but I just want you to be aware that, hey, maybe one day after I move out, I might show up with a guy here. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my sisters are 12, 10 years younger than me. What are we gonna do as a family? How are we gonna address this when they're like, "Who is that?" Mm -hmm. How are we gonna address it whenever they're assuming every girl that comes over is my girlfriend?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, which as the long as the time came, you know, it's really not that hard to just say, "Yes, girl, she's my girlfriend." Mm -hmm. Because they're six; they don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, whatever. It all adjusted, but. I don't know what were we talking about, Brittany.
0: Well, do you feel like after coming out to your mom is when you really got to come into your own and maybe start uh, experimenting with makeup? Because well, holy no,
2: not even. Yeah, tell That's, me. That's it's crazy. You would think that like being around cheerleaders and stuff that I would have gotten like somebody that would put makeup on me and stuff like that, but no. Like the day after I came out to my mom, I came out to the squad really and every morning the squad we would meet in the we had a cheer room and it was basically this big huge classroom that we it was like our locker room Mm -hmm. but it was with like all like the crafty crap and we were just meeting there and um i was like so i came out to my mom last night and they were like what
0: so nobody knew like you didn't have like a close girlfriend no the
2: only the first person to know was my mom wow yeah and so when I told them, they were like, oh my God, this whole entire time, every time somebody calls you a fag or calls you gay, we go off on them and we have your back. And I said, we Wow, Good. way to make it about yourselves, I was, Jesus. They are like, and so now what are we supposed to do? Jesus Christ. That's so hypocritical. And I said, <gasps> well, who is this person? Because I want to punch her in the face. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. girl, first of all, no, you did the right thing because Nobody should be pointing out that guy's gay. When they did that, they were doing that in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you were right in correcting them and saying that they don't need to talk to people like that Mm -hmm. because it's not just me they're doing that to. It's any gay Mm -hmm. or any flamboyant feminine guy. And there's plenty of metrosexual men out there that aren't gay that you would think are. Mm -hmm. So it is offensive. You don't know who you're offending. Mm -hmm. And so, so I was like, but go out there and tell them all they were right. I don't care. I... I don't think somebody ever was just like, are you gay? No one ever asked me. Mm -hmm. They would just be like, you're a fag and Mm -hmm. walk away. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm like, just go out into, I don't care. It's whatever, you know? So I thought at that point I was either going to get bullied or praised, but still people were just like, oh, it's about time. Wow. You know what I mean? And so I just went about high school like nothing. Thinking, like, oh, I'm going to go to college now. I got to do the right thing. And, you know, I'm in, everybody's going to be an engineer in Portland. <laughs> I, for Damn real. Damn it, that's hilarious. But for real, they <laughs> all are. Or they're women that are married to a man in the oil field. Sorry, girl, for the struggle right now, yeah. but that's what it is. E, yeah. Sorry, girl. Yeah. Um, but literally in Portland, that's, that's you, what that's happens. That's what you do. Yeah. Or you're a teacher. So I. Didn't know what I wanted to do because I knew I wasn't going to fit in in the engineer world, in the oil field world. And sure, I want to be a housewife, too. But ain't no ain't no man up in here trying to wife up this, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. That you Clearly, knew of. Clearly, that
2: I knew of. Yeah. And so, so like... Mm. I applied to A and M Corpus for the music program because, like I said, I was in choir and I good. I had a good record, so I did get accepted there. But after getting accepted there, people were like, "You realize there's no money in that, right? You're gonna go to school and become a choir director and spend the rest of your life paying that off and not making any real money. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna be happy."
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I'm like, "You're right. I love choir. Like, I don't even. I love singing. I loved competing. But as far as being in a choir with a bunch of boys," Hell no, girl. They were all like rambunctious. And I was always the one that was like, y'all need to be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> and like, like, no, I would be the yeah, one imagine like Imagine having jumping. to teach it. Yes. Uh. And having to explain why I backhanded a boy. Like, because he was annoying the crap out of me. He called me a five. Yeah, not everybody's <laughs> kidding, meant to teach, for sure. For real. Not me, everybody has patience. Absolutely not. No. So, um, so I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college. And I told my mom, I will go to college, but um i don't know what I want to go for, and i don't want to waste my time i grew up that's important i grew up not i grew up knowing that you're not supposed to rely on credit cards mm-hmm. that that's you a don't, very important lesson if you don't have the money, don't do it mm-hmm. and um I wasn't aware of like the scholarship thing like i was I literally, I don't know what I was thinking about, like grants, all that, nothing was like apparent to me. Like my real dad passed away and I found out later on that I could have gotten so much financial aid from just having a deceased parent.
0: See, I feel like that's resources that should be made available to you, like that knowledge should be made available to you. At school. Yes. I think and so.
2: None of that how was would to know? me. How you know? Yes, exactly, and so. Like, who thinks to look up? What
0: benefits can I get from having from, a deceased parent? Who thinks that From my dad just shit? dying. Yeah, yeah, like,
2: no. I was more like, um, hmm, now if I have a problem, I can only rely on my mom and my stepdad, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even have a relationship with my dad, really, but you know how people always connect with their parents later on, or mm-hmm. something like that? It's like a very thing. I am doing that right now, but spiritually. Mm -hmm. And it's different, I'm loving it, but back then I'm like, I wish I would have had that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, anyway, I told my mom that I was fine, because my parents told me, if you're not gonna go to school, you're gonna pay rent to live in our house. Mm -hmm. Like, you're gonna grow up, Mm -hmm. regardless. And I'm like, bet, okay. (laughs) So I was paying my parents rent to live in their house, which I know some people are gonna be like, what is wrong with your parents? No way. And I'm like, no ma'am. Absolutely no, not. No ma'am. The, my parents taught me a lot of exactly. responsibility. I've learned, I even though I'm not in school or didn't go to school, like I have learned so much just off of like that. I started paying my own car insurance, my own car payment, my own phone bill, everything from the get-go. No, I'm teaching your kid
0: independence is
2: the most important lesson you'll ever teach them. I wasn't even 18. My parents, I was 17. My parents were like, you need to start paying rent or you can get out.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, but I mean, financial independence, that's such an important
2: life skill. But I left out because I leave a lot of things out when we jump around, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, My senior year, I actually um, got an email from the Hooks and they asked me to, if I would be interested in, in trying out to be the mascot. To be Rusty? Being Rusty Hook.
0: What? And
2: I, yes, my senior year, I actually became Rusty Hook for 2012 for the ha- first half season. And then I was Sammy Hook. I mean, Sammy Siegel. Um, the second half of the season really mm-hmm. yeah Matt, so if cool anybody if anybody remembers the mascot at the hooks that would tumble and do backflips in the suit and the splits on the dugout that was <laughs> that was your girl Matthew Planet Matt over wow. here that was me yeah Matt. Um I did it for a full season wow but it's seasonal and you can't really rely on it for and sure so whenever the next time came around it just didn't work out you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. so but still the money was the, the money was nice yeah I mean I must but, add and my mom saw that and she was like you paying rent money <laughs> i'm like oh okay okay <laughs> i see you man how fucking cool is that's that that's badass right yes. no yeah so um, wow yeah i'm that, proud
0: of you thank you yes. thank you so
2: much um so yeah so i'm like
0: blown away right now sorry that's no, super fucking
2: cool no dude you're fine that's cool it is cool mm. i f- sometimes i forget like because I'm 26 now and sometimes I'm like, I didn't go to school, you know, like I have nothing to be proud of and I'm like, okay, fuck that. I do because I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18 years old and I never moved back regardless of how I got to where I am now, where I lived or what I did to get here. I'm not saying like I was, you know, selling drugs or anything like that, but, um, you know, like social media right now, everybody wants to live a luxurious life and present themselves as having it all put together. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. From the time I was 18 up until currently right now, I don't have it all together, you know? And I'm always learning and I always wanna do more and I always find myself like, I guess like pushed like,
0: What am I trying to say? Like knocking myself down, Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I really want to, for you to realize that going to school, like traditional school, right? Going to to the four year university or the two year um, junior college thing is great for some people, but it is not for everyone. Right. Like, so for you to think like just because you don't have a piece of paper saying, oh, I spent this much money and this much time in school right. to get a degree does mm-hmm. not detract from your accomplishments or your worth. Right. Like, please know that. I have right. a four-year degree, okay, and it's still paying that shit off.
2: <laughs> so. Well, it's not, and it's not that I don't even want to accomplish those things, but like, I feel like with like my mom, like my parents saying like you, you're going to, you know, have responsibilities now, that, that came 1st Right then and there, that was my priority, my responsibilities. And so I developed a relationship with somebody and we moved to Corpus. And, you know, I was like, I'm just going to get my life together. My idea in my head is that I wanted to be with somebody. Maybe, like, I'll go to school while they work, you know. Mm -hmm. I just had, like, these ideas in my head of how my life could work out, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, whatever. Of course. And so with just hopes of just getting out of Portland. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get out, and out of my parents' house too. And so when I did move to Corpus, uh, my boyfriend at the time he loved going to the gay bar, and I'll admit I loved it too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like to dance. Well, I used to. I used to do the splits. I used to, you know, show out in a girl. Now, no, I can't do that. (laughs) But oh, come on! No, for real, I can't. I can't even. I can do some backflips, but that's so awesome. No, I think
0: I think it's like if you practice for like. a week or so, you probably yeah, really probably didn't do it. for yeah. real.
2: Um, but so he he be befri- we or we befriended some drag queens and girls would tell me growing up like if you ever get the chance to get in drag like in real drag, do it you are not gonna regret it because you have good cheekbones. You do. And girls would great tell lips. me that. Thank
0: I, you. Yeah, you have great and features. You know what's
2: crazy is growing up, people would be like, what's wrong with you? Your lips are so big. Like when I was a little kid, I guess I didn't grow into them yet or my teeth or something. Like I was always no, picked No, it's such on. a
0: wonderful feature.
2: Thank yeah. you. And, um, yeah, Kids are all, such and jerks. all those people have paper thin lips. I just want to let you know, girl, I see you with your paper thin lips.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's okay, Picking and that's okay. Yeah, when people whatever, just the yes. haters gonna hate.
2: <laughs> but but no, so <laughs> 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 Um so they would always be like, "No, you need to you need to wear makeup. Not wear makeup, but if, you know, you would be a pretty girl." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Girl, whatever." And I wasn't. I was. I didn't grow up being told, "Oh my gosh, you're cute. You're handsome." That was. I was not. I was steady in an awkward phase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, look at my hair right now.
0: I love it. Thank you. I love. I, I want to be for long. Curls. I want to just
2: put it up in a ponytail. And sometimes I to try to, but it's just not quite. It's there. getting
0: there. I, I love curls. <laughs> Thank you. Yes.
2: <laughs> but um, so, <sighs> sorry. I keep breathing in there. The um, these drag queens came up to me and they were like, "Girl." We wanna put you in drag. And I'm like, I mean, I guess we I, I mean, I I don't even know how to walk in heels.
0: Girl. Right. So you had never Yeah,
2: I was anything like 18. that. I was eighteen, I had never put on heels before, I had never worn a wig, I had never even I'd worn a dress but I had never like I'd never experienced that. My mom is not a makeup wearer. She Mm -hmm. doesn't wear makeup at all. She doesn't even own eyeliner or mascara. Wow. Yeah. She has one, excuse me, one pair of heels and she wears size five. Girl, I wear size 10.
0: (laughs) It just wasn't happening.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't like dress up as a girl. You know, I didn't have that like ooh moment that a lot of boys, a lot of gay boys say that they had. Mm -hmm. And um, so they were like, how far along are we?
0: 42. Oh, wow. Oh, no, we got time. Um,
2: So so we so they're like we'll come over to our apartment or whatever and we have heels and stuff and so I would I went over and they put me in makeup and when I saw myself girl in love like they were telling me as I was doing it that I'm gonna see myself and I'm gonna want to do it all the time Mm -hmm. I was like girl whatever and when they turned me around no shit I was I thought I was the woman of the year you know, the woman of the century.
0: That's the best It feeling. was so
2: crazy, and all I had was makeup and a wig on. I wasn't even in a full-on drag. Mm-hmm. I was like, she is so beautiful. Like, it was so crazy to me. I'm like, you're right, I I need to do this all the time, and one girl, you need to learn how to do it your damn self, because mm-hmm. this makeup is expensive. But
0: I love that they just kind of were like, this is what we're doing. You need to see yourself in yeah. this way. I love that they took you under their wing like that.
2: Right, exactly. Um, so, <clears throat> I probably did drag maybe two more times. I paid um, one of those queens two more times after that, but like it was like a year later and then like six months after that just Mm -hmm. to put me in drag. And I bought like a a wig and heels and an outfit and I just wanted her to do my makeup because I just wanted to go out and, you know, stunt on the hose. Because I bet everything looks good on you, right? No. I feel like everything would look good on you. I would think so, too. <laughs> I would love you, to believe You that have that
0: lean body where just like anything fits and it but, all looks and good. And you
2: know, and right now when you're looking at me, it looks like I have petite shoulders. But I, shit you not, when I put on a dress, I look like a man. <laughs> like a real man. I'm like, where did hey, this come broad from? broad
0: shoulders are, are a very, very fine feature. Thank
2: you. Yes. Well, I actually ordered some dresses recently the other day. They're on the weight. And they're all long sleeves so that I can hide my shoulders. There you go. But... Yeah, I'm excited. Um, as, if you look on my posts, like on a lot of my looks, I'm not in full on drag, mm-hmm. because I literally just do it here at home at midnight, and I'm not done till four in the morning, and I'm literally just in shorts, and then the look. Wow. Like the top part, but it's and I take so a photo. but it's so good.
0: Thank and that's you. at Planet Matt, for those of you who don't know, on yep. Instagram, it's at Planet Matt.
2: And Matt as in M-A-T-T-E, like makeup. Correct, hey. and I mean, just your looks are just phenomenal. Thank you. They're so good. Well, they we didn't start out that way. I wanna say like five years ago. No, not five years ago. Oh my gosh, how old am I? 26. 26, so seven years ago in, in 2014. No, 13 girl, 13. <laughs> I'm horrible at 2020 math. doesn't count. I used to be good at math, <laughs> just so you know. I'm just kidding, but um, no, so um, whenever I was 19, I went and bought a bunch of makeup. Um, from Walmart, of course, spent like 150. Got a lot, nothing was, yeah, a whole lot, and nothing was in my color. Oh, and so I spent a lot of time going back and forth trying to figure things out. And back then on YouTube, there was no drag queen makeup tutorials, there Mm -hmm. was nothing for you for me to learn, it was just basic girl makeup, Mm -hmm. and so, um. A lot of the queens in the older scene, they were like, you need a drag mother and she needs to teach you everything and stuff. And me, I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and kiss somebody's ass and make them believe that I want to be just like them Mm -hmm. so badly. Because I'm gonna be honest with you. Outside of that drag, it's, in drag or out of drag, it's still the same soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's still the same person. And a lot of people it's not the same, you're not getting the, it's a facade, yeah. you know what I mean? And so knowing the people out of drag and actually getting to know people, not all of them, but you know, some of them, it's just like, I don't really know if I want to be in that scene, yeah. you know? So I started just staying at home and practicing at home and not going out. And, um, you know, within all that time, I met my partner now, um, who now he's my partner, but I met him back then when I was twenty, and I was always at home, you know. And he didn't even know because I wouldn't post back then. I would yeah. just practice, and he had no clue. He didn't know because once we started being serious, because I met him in like a year later, we got serious. Um, he had no clue that I even played with makeup, mm-hmm. that I owned any makeup or anything like that, and. Um, like two years into it, we were like watching RuPaul and stuff. And I was just talking about how I could be better than that, this one girl, <laughs> like how I could do that. And he was like, Can you really? I'm like, Yeah, you didn't know that. And he was like, No, yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I still have all that old makeup. And I went and I had all that same makeup. It had been like four years, girl, <laughs> just sitting there. And I'm like, Okay, let's go get some foundation, but we could still use these powders. Yeah. So, um, so I went to Walgreens and got a foundation and I got in drag for him and he was like, wow. Like you actually look like a drag queen or mm-hmm. you look like a girl. And I was like, well thanks. Yeah, <laughs> It had been like a while. like, But it goes into the realm of in the gay scene, you know how like with straight guys, it's like I'm the fag in the room. Mm-hmm. In the gay scene, a drag queen Is like the elephant in the room, you know what I mean? And nobody wants to be in a relationship with that person for some reason. Really? Back then, and whenever I first was in the gay scene, the drag queens did not have partners. Like nobody wanted to be with a drag queen because I'm going to be honest. Some drag queens are dirty. Mm -hmm. Like. As in messy there's makeup everywhere, wigs everywhere shoes mm-hmm. it 's just like a disaster a tornado ran through their house <laughs> and you know some people don't want to live like, like there's a
0: lot that. of work going into being a driver yes. a lot
2: yes, and um like you ain't going into some of these rooms in this house, no i'm just kidding i'm totally joking with you i want to put a i want to well I don't know you might want to wear a wig but i have a wig out if you want to put it on later
0: maybe actually um, <laughs> yeah guys for my birthday this year i'm getting my makeup done by matt because wow and taylor got her makeup done by you the brujita yes and i knew yes. i wanted to do it and then like that sealed it i was like this is, and she did it for her birthday yeah i was like i'm doing this for my birthday
2: because yeah oh we did a full-on red paint devil look she came out so sick um, Where'd y'all take the pictures? We're actually, I live across the street from an abandoned golf course, okay. and we just walked right across the street. People were like driving by. Looking at us all I'm crazy. Sure, like what? The I actually <laughs> do a lot of shoots over there and in the it's street, genius. and people are always passing by. Like if I have, like I had my end racism crop top, and I was like in little booty shorts and these. Old, oh, I it,
0: love it, those pictures. Thank you. Yes,
2: and it happened to be like geriatric night or day <laughs> or something. There were so many old. Um, is it safe to say white people? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive. I feel like it's not a lie. They're white. Oh okay. and they're people. Okay. Well there was a lot of older white men that were like there just seeing my in-racism shirt with my b- booty shorts. And I'm like, hey girl. You look so good. Thank you, girl. So good. Um I love a crop top and I love short shorts. So eighties. My boyfriend was like why are you doing that? Because I started doing it like last summer. I'm like, it's coming back. Uh-huh. And literally right now, everybody's doing it. For like, sure. Trends that out.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we uh, like to watch, you know, horror movies and so if you look at a lot of the older ones like the 80s like sleepaway camp and stuff i the mean the
2: boys uh, are all in crop tops yes, and booty shorts booty
0: sh- i mean i'm talking like, tight. Shorts, like you are seeing bulge, bulge and everything and yes. balls
2: hanging out the bottom of their shorts <laughs> yes and you ain't gonna catch that with me girl because i wear the kind that are supposed to be like board shorts so they have the lining in the inside see
0: that's smart i'm that's a, smart i'm a
2: lady yeah, absolutely okay? and a that's lady. why you're here um but yeah so i um <clears throat> I showed my boyfriend, and he was like, "Well, that's interesting, you know." And eventually, um, my my step—I really haven't spoken a lot about my stepdad, but my stepdad is incredibly supportive of my makeup game. That That makes me my stepdad has never been the one that's my. Both my parents are never like, "You need to be in school. You should have gone to school." Mm -hmm. Never. I my stepdad is very quiet. He's a cop. He's very quiet. But when I see his coworkers, who are men or women that work at the city hall or something, when I see them out and about all the time, oh my God, I love your looks. Your dad like, busts out his phone and goes through all your looks and shows me all your most current ones. I'm like, Are you serious? That makes me so happy. Because when I go when I go home, he's just all quiet and just there he's <laughs> like, Hey and I'm like, Hey and then that's it. Like that's that's it. He it's never like, Oh, I loved your last yeah. look. Like nothing. He's
0: like a quiet supporter. Just a
2: quiet supporter, peacefully, you know. And like growing up, when I've had like my little choir thing, choir concerts or whatever, he he worked a lot, but he he didn't go to like the um the choir concerts all the time, you'll go to some. And so I grew up thinking that, like, I'm just his stepson, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he'll be there if he has to, you know, but he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. But um, two and a half years ago, this, or maybe it was three years ago, I got a call from this woman who went to school with my dad, and she works at the women's and men's health clinic of Corpus. And she told me that there's a local competition that happens every two years. And um, it happens around St. Patrick's Day, so it was going to happen this year, but obviously Corona mm-hmm. um, postponed that. So it's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the competition is: as you team up in pairs of two, and um, you make an entire outfit, whether it's a suit or a gown, out of condoms.
0: I've heard of this. I know it's called okay.
2: Project Slicker.
0: I didn't know it was called it that. It is
2: though. so freaking fun, and you can win money. And I was like, wait, what? We go in, man, for being creative. And yeah. she said, but one of us has to wear it down the runway and you are going to get in drag and do it. Oh. And I was like, what the hell? I need to talk to my boyfriend because I don't know if he's going to be okay with this. Mm-hmm. Like, because we don't, we don't go out to the gay bar. We're not, we don't go into, we're not a part of that scene like whatsoever. Like we used to like a long time ago and then now it's just like, we don't care. And so I like to have his input. Like, do you think this is a good idea? on pretty much everything Cause he's because he's your partner. He's my partner. He it's a team. All the time everything's a team if we fight or not it's a team. That's so I guess that's what makes a team, right? Yeah. Or a real team is if you can make it work in the end. Exactly. So, um when I told him about it, I was like, I don't know, it sounds kind of weird. And I was saying that in a sense of maybe he was thinking it was weird. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Why the fuck would that be weird? You're stupid. You better go and do that. You are so creative. You need to go out there and do it. Why am I crying?
0: Because, I mean, it's just, it's really great mm-hmm. to reflect on all the support you
2: have. Yeah, because I guess I didn't think that I would ever get it. Yeah. And so whenever he was there, like, You're going to do it. Like, I will buy you new, new makeup, whatever, so that you look your best, whatever. Like, you're going to do it. And I was like, Oh, shit. I'm doing it, so mm-hmm. I called her up. I'm like, "We're doing it." We made a gown with a removable skirt. They kept they kept the outfit yeah. like, when it's all over, but yeah. uh, it has a remove. It had a it was like a long sleeve like like onesie, and it had a removable skirt bitch, my hair was platinum, silver underneath the wig, and at the end of the runway, I ripped the wig off to show them bitches, yes, this is a man under here, girl. Wow. I was the only gay person and the only drag queen in that competition. Wow. Can you believe that? Where it where was, was
0: it held? Here on Corpus? The,
2: yeah, it was at the St. Patrick's Day Festival wow, um, in Matt. 2018. Yeah, and what's insane to me, it was like an AIDS awareness thing, and I know it's it's not right to say that, you know, like, oh, it's a gay problem, yes. but a lot of a lot of it is geared toward the LGBT. For sure. The gay you know community
0: I mean? was like very heavily mm-hmm.
2: impacted by it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I was up like, what the heck? Not a lot of people know about this mm-hmm. or something. And it's such a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was it it really was. I met a lot of incredible people. There was a lot of great artwork. We did win. Okay, uh, I was wondering. Recognition. Yes. We Yes, ma'am. <sighs> yes, ma'am. You're a trailblazer. Thank you, girl. Yes. Um, so that once I did that, I was like, me and my boyfriend or partner we sat down and we were like all right boy um we need to take this seriously because we don't like going we don't like going to the gay scene but clearly I can make an impact doing drag or doing makeup or something making a difference trying to make a difference something like that mm-hmm. and i forgot to add this was like the best part of that competition whenever i actually cuz it was a part of like the St. Patrick's Day festival, right? So they had like a bunch of like bands playing. It was like on the main stage. There was like different segments, and so the whole competition was like a whole like forty-five minutes segment. Mm-hmm. And um, so you like had to walk this stage, and it was like catwalk style esque, and it was really cool. And um, my sisters told me that they were gonna go. My sisters, they're like you know, a lot younger than me. Yeah, I'm like oh, we're gonna go with our friends or whatever. I was like oh, okay. Girl, whenever I first got up onto the stage, like it was like the first the girl before me was walking and I was like looking in the crowd to see if I could see them and the first thing I saw was my stepdad's bald ass head. (laughs) And I started crying. Like, what the heck? My dad is here? Why? Oh my god, my dad is here. It was like insane because like you know, I'm I'm me all the time, but like when I'm in drag, that's me in my room alone with nobody right, seen. Right. The last person that should ever see me like that is my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, the man that raised me. And so like when he saw me there screaming for me and cheering me on, I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> like it literally made me like feel so like proud of myself in that moment, like, wow, I'm not like this huge, like fuck up, I guess, or whatever. Like Like, this is what I'm meant to do, Mm -hmm. you know, like, not necessarily drag, but like, you know, I need to be like a voice for myself or for other people. I need to get out there and just be fully myself, confident. Girl, after I graduated high school, there's been like eight boys that have been a cheerleader in Portland. Wow. So... I'm I not admire you I'm a trendsetter, so much. no you but, are girl, you
0: are How I, many times have me, you said that like not that you're a trendsetter but that like I'm pretty sure I was like the first or the first in a long time you know that's right.
2: huge Exactly and so like it took me to get on this spiritual journey I guess you could call it um or we're always on a spiritual journey to become self-aware of my spiritual journey and that's helped me get closer to my dad who's you know he was passed away but it's also shown me like you you being yourself even though you didn't feel 100% there was a boy in the crowd watching that was like I'm going to be just like him and I'm going to be better which is amazing mm-hmm. because you know there I want my biggest thing is to inspire somebody to be even better than me so that they can inspire other kids to be even better than that mm-hmm. you know and to just keep on going like that's what it's all about I did not have that growing up I didn't have somebody to look up to. And so while I was being my quiet self, not realizing that when I walk, it's obvious that I'm the gayest kid in the room, you know, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but people always tell me it's obvious you're gay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And to me, I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) But me, just me being that way, People automatically assume I'm comfortable in my skin, which I I am. Yes. But people always assume. No, I admire that
0: so much about you. Thank you. Yes, that you are just unapologetically yourself. I know it took you time to get there. Yes. But there are people my age and older that still
2: struggle with that. Right, exactly. And so what I learned from my mom is that, because she's a cross guard in Portland, and she... um, I mean you're like you're on a corner for like an hour and a half like two times a day right she would get into trouble for waving at people like just waving like mm-hmm. good morning or whatever and like when e- like that was like a few years ago and now she's like Weird. known as a lady who is like you have to wave at her wave at that woman <laughs> wave at her you're disrespecting her and her family like <laughs> for real like a cult's gonna come after you no I'm just <laughs> kidding but um but there was there was people at first that didn't cuz you know a cross guard their job is to cross the children but my mom is that person that's like waving saying good morning to everybody and people are like she's distracting she's Ooh, distracting.
0: yeah a, who complains about this like come on yes
2: and the police department is the ones that pays for the um cross guards in portland corpus christi uh take note um, <laughs> so um they were, the, the police department was getting calls that my mom was waving at people and they didn't know if she was stopping traffic. And my mom was like, I'm not waving the damn stop sign. I'm just waving my hand with a smile on oh, my face. I like, swear. how can you be so I ridiculous? Swear. Yeah. And so, um my mom like went through like this little phase of like, I'm just being myself and I'm being happy, you know, and I'm just like being positive. Like, am I doing the the wrong thing or the right thing? Like. People are complaining, should I stop? Like, you know, should I stop being myself? And then one day this lady came up to her and was like, I want you to know, and it was this woman that, she's kind of like, has a stick up her butt, doesn't really give anybody the time of day, she's kind of a snob. Mm -hmm. And um, her daughter played volleyball with one of my sisters and she was just known as a snob. And this, at a game, she was distraught looking as hell like literally like I was like whoa what happened to her and she went came up and sat right next to my mom and was like I just found out that I just found out that I've been getting cheated on by my husband I know that I've been unhappy for a long time I feel so unnoticed I feel like nobody sees me but mm-hmm. every morning you wave at me with a smile and you're you're seeing me And I want you to know that that affects me and I feel noticed. And you're the only person that I feel noticed by. And my mom was like, girl, I'm just waving at you. And she was like, I know, but it it just feels so good. Mm -hmm. Like you're just being you. And I feel like I kind of envy that. I'm not being me, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, I wanna be like my mom, you know? I wanna be positive. And so like, I guess for so long growing up, I felt, like, so secluded or suppressed as this kid that's just, like, a nobody, nothing, like, you have nothing to live up to, you're a gay kid, you're not going to, you know, be like everybody else in this school district or, you know, in this town, you know, so I didn't, I was constantly being told that I wasn't something, that the only person that was telling me, like, oh, you're handsome or something was me. I would like stand in the mirror and like look at myself and be like, all right. Smile.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, your smile looks ugly when you do that. Smile this way. Okay, your smile looks better this way. You know, like, I know I'm not the only person that goes through that or did that. Mm -hmm. You know, so nowadays, like I've, like, I know you've been in the coffee shop that I work at, and when I work, when you like the first time I met you, yes. I complimented you on your skin.
0: I talked about this, like, your like to to girl. friends, to people. Like, yeah. I met someone today. It's not often that you meet someone who, and nothing against people that do this, but they talk about themselves, and that's right. fine. But, okay. you know, whatever. I, I like to listen, but you took completely took me aback because it was instantly like your hair is so cool and your skin is beautiful and i would love to do your makeup and I'm like oh my you made my day you made my week like i mean i told my husband i was like this guy made my day and you and i had been following each other yeah. already and i and i knew it as soon as i saw you i knew who you were but man i was you absolutely just turned that that day around that week around for me thank you yes um
2: you know that's at first, people would be like, "Are you trying to get tips out of me?" No, <laughs> and I'm like, "You weren't even working." No, I'm like, "Bitch, <laughs> you were just there." No, yeah, I'm like, "No, I genuinely think you have great eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I wish I had your eyes." Like, and I I don't even do it to men. I do it to women mm-hmm. specifically because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe because those are the only people that made me feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. So like, I've always just like my like, you know. Gone, like felt more comfortable around women, mm-hmm. and so every person in, and, and it's just become habit at this point. Like if, like I'm always like looking for something to compliment, mm-hmm. like like a like a freaking computer, but like mm-hmm.
0: I'm but, I'm the same way because there is yeah, always something
2: there is you see it. There's something you can be positive about about anything, and no matter what, somebody is doing something to give a little confidence about themselves, mm-hmm. especially women. You can tell if a girl is wearing a certain pair of shoes because she feels like it goes with it compliments her outfit well. Mm-hmm. You can tell that somebody if somebody's wearing lipstick it's because they want you to notice they're wearing lipstick. Mm-hmm. And not that they want you to notice but they want they feel confident in it. It makes them feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just you simply saying, "Hey, that looks good on you." That's assuring that, "Hey, I feel great, I look great, I am great." Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't get that. Mm-hmm. Even even people in relationships, you know, they they some people like you know you go you're in a relationship with somebody and you don't even realize that you've kind of want the to hear that you're beautiful or for sure you go on so long not hearing that that when it when some random gay guy says it to you or just some random person it's just like oh it like maybe changes your their perspective maybe not on their whole life but for the rest of the day or something Absolutely, i love that there there have been, like, sometimes some would like, I love your smile or something like that. You have a great smile. And About was, you? Yeah. And yes. it would always be, like, old women. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. And I would always take it as, like, they're just being nice, you know, no. or being sweet. But I soon realized that, no, old women, if they don't want to tell you something, they ain't going to tell you something.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you, if you can believe anybody, it's the old ladies. It's the old ladies, <laughs> yes. Because you're right.
2: <laughs> yes. So, um, so with the whole makeup thing, you know, people were like, "You look so good in your makeup." I'm like, "Oh, thanks. I don't I don't feel like I'm up to par because I just do the makeup side of it cuz I am I consider myself um a conceptual makeup artist, mm-hmm. um a self-taught makeup artist. But um as far as the um being a professional makeup artist you know i don't i i wouldn't sit here and say like oh go to my website and book me right you, you can't do that yeah you can dm me and be like i want to do this and i want this 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 and this and we can set something up yeah. Sure. i've i've worked with people and done makeup you know
0: yeah um, and some like really amazing looks that were photographed by you know um, some pretty great photographers too. is
2: the name yes his name is mm-hmm. yeah we did a um so one of my sisters, she has um she's gonna be a freshman. Her her best friend got signed in Austin wow. from an agency. Yeah. And the um they she lives in Portland, of course, and so um the agency's in Austin, and so she and she's young and they had um Tori Birch, I don't know if you've heard of her. Yes. Um she there was um Austin City Limits was happening. And she had reached out to the agency and was like, "I want to send clothes to your girl. Send me your favorite girls." And you know, well, they sent her this girl. And um, I, when she got signed, the mom reached out to me and said, "For her local shoots, if I asked me if I would be her makeup artist," and I was like, "Oh yeah, bet." But she's a little girl, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, "It's not going to be like this big thing mm-hmm. yet." maybe later on down the road but you know this is our time to like work and prepare her you know and mm-hmm. um, I was like yeah I'll do it whatever cool girl Toy Birch was like I want her specifically and she they were like well let's reach out to her mom because she's only 13 mm-hmm. and the mom was like well I don't want her going to a music festival like just for for free clothes yeah because the deal was that they would send her a bunch of items of clothing and then she got to be you know, as long as she took photographs in them, she got to keep them. Yeah, and this ain't no like thirty dollar t shirt. Yeah, no, this is like you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like on yeah. a 13 year old girl, I was like, what in the world? I know that is amazing. Yeah, and so um, she, the mom said no. Tory Birch said, I don't care. I still want photos of that girl specifically in my clothes. I don't care if I have to send them to your house and you take photos in Corpus Christi. I don't care. So we did that. The clo- she ha- she they she didn't send them to corpus, but we went and got them and I met with the agency and they told me exactly how they wanted her hair and her makeup and everything done and I was like Betty spaghetti on it. <laughs> and those photos are on my thing and They're yes so good. Yes, Tori Birch did go to my profile and comment on the photos. You can go look for yourself with her millions of subscribers. I'm just saying.
0: They're so I mean the eyes, everything. I mean the that look
2: and my favorite thing is is that I uh, yes I do I, I hate calling myself a drag queen because I just do drag mm-hmm. for fun, you mm-hmm. know. Um but I can do that hardcore thing, but I love the challenge of she's a 13-year-old girl and keeping her a 13-year-old thank girl. Thank you
0: for keeping for that being, you know, uh not
2: aging her. Um, yes, thank you for keeping that impo-
0: important. Because yes. it's so important. Because mm-hmm. it's very easy to do yep. way too much makeup and, mm-hmm. and uh, hypersexualize young girls. Yes. So for exactly. you to take a different approach, mm-hmm. just goes to show how skilled you are. Thank you. For Cause sure. I'm
2: also, the stylist, I might add. But um, that that was the main thing for me. It was like, all right, you're like a little sister to me, and we're not going to make men want to look mm-hmm. at you more mm-hmm. or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's creepy no
0: that's not the goal like yeah. you know what i mean the tone the goal of is this to is not the exactly and you
2: look like an icon exactly and I think we did
0: that. you she, definitely did it she looked
2: it. good
0: i'm telling you like as i said i i, I went back and looked at your was stuff amazing. yeah he's, I'm like, he's talented me.
2: i want you to take my photos i know i just he's use an iphone <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your pictures look so good Thanks. who takes your pictures me you, um well for, like the ones of you in the street and stuff
2: oh the ones in the street um it's It's always a friend of mine. It's Mm -hmm. either my boyfriend, um, uh, my partner, he has a daughter, and Mm so I already said that. They're so good. Kids are great with cameras Yeah, I know! My sister that's 12, she takes the best photos. There's a photo on my Instagram of me with a hot pink hair in front of a bright yellow car. The yellow car is my stepdad's. But uh, my sister was like 11 or 10 when she took that photo. And um we tagged um the the hair dye company is called Pravana and they have like a million followers. They share the photos. Yeah, because you was have like, the
0: look, Matt. You're a photographer. Yes. And you're all eleven. I but that's I mean, clearly talent runs in the family. Thanks. Yeah. And so for anyone, for any, you know, maybe a gay kid who is just terrified of coming out but knows that. They want to do something different with their life and not necessarily follow, you know, the the tried and true going to school, getting the four year degree. What advice would you give to them?
2: You want to know what's crazy? I have a cousin who's eleven, who is a um, who's a boy, and he told he um, reached out to me recently, um, probably like a month ago, and he's not he he's having a battle with because you know, growing up now, whenever I was his age, it was, are you gay, are you straight, are you bi, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: okay? Mm -hmm. Now it's, are you asexual, pansexual, bisexual, trisexual? Mm -hmm. I don't even know, Mm -hmm. okay, because I'm gay, Mm -hmm. okay? That's what I know, and he came at me with, I know that I'm different, I know that I'm flamboyant, and I know that I'm attracted to boys, but I'm also attracted to girls, and I don't know how to tell my family, And I I said, you just need to be, the hardest thing for a kid is to come across as as, uh, not an adult, but assured that they know something. For sure. Because to any parent, a, a young kid is gonna go with them needing some sort of advice or direction in the conversation. No parent's gonna expect their kid to be like, mom, dad, I'm gay at 10 or 11 and then be like, "Okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to turn into a conversation." So to any kid, you have to be open to conversation. You have to be open to um misunderstanding because there's going to be a whole lot of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of questions. Um I have another cousin who's also 11. I don't know what's up with these 11 year olds, but they're everywhere and they're taking over the world. But um, this one's a girl, and she um, she came over here to help me clean my house because she was saving money to get AirPods, which mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Save your money, girl. Financial responsibility. Yes, ma'am, at 11, teacher kids, girl. Mm-hmm. And um, she asked me, um, Cause she came up, she was straight up, she was like, you know, I know you're gay, right? And honestly, up until that point, I was like beating around the bush. Yeah. And I was like, like on certain subjects, you know? And I was like, "Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm gay. What do you know about gay people? And she was like, well, you know, I know that you and your partner are together. And I was like, okay, cool what else? Mm -hmm. Like, where's this conversation going? She was like, well, I always ask my parents if I could stay the night at your house because I love you and you're my favorite cousin. And I'm like, okay. And what do they say? And I'm like, and they, she said, well, they always say no, because we don't know what you do here. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't know what we do here. Yeah. She was like, well, what's a normal life like for you? And, that was probably the second or third time I've heard that question, like mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. But it was the first time I heard it from a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, I asked her, what do you think my life is like? She said, Well, I'm pretty sure you have orgies all the time. <laughs> And I was like, how in the world do you know what that is? Don't say that in my house.
0: Exactly. What? The
2: what? What? You said
0: what? No. Wow. I, hey, like,
2: I love that she was so open with you, though. Yes. And she later on was like, I love how I can talk to you about anything. And mm-hmm. I said, well, it's because I know that. Even though you're 11, and you come across as like 16. Yeah. Like <laughs> I know you have orgies here. All all, all no, sure of herself. All yes, and I'm like I've never even been in one of those. Yeah. Okay, I can barely handle one person. I, I am not trying to handle yeah, more than that. Well, yeah, it's like where that.
0: do you even go for that? Like I, I don't even. Sneeze. That's some like Jeff Epstein shit. Oh, never mind. No.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. So um. So. I was like, well, honestly, I'm probably more normal than you. I wake up every day, you know, I eat breakfast. By the time I wake up, my man has gone to work and I clean my house and then I go to work. And then when I get home from work, most of the time he's still at work. And, cause you know, he's the moneymaker. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, I clean house or do something like I take care of that. like. Why am I sitting here justifying myself to you? What, I got? I, that's what, like, in the middle of conversation, I'm like, it's crazy to me that you don't know. Or that you, it's not that you don't know, you do know. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's this idea that we all party, we all do drugs, and we all just think about sex, and we all have AIDS.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, girl, me and my man, we don't even drink. We. We drink sometimes Thanks like for we taking just took shot our with shot. Me. Yeah. But like the last time we got drunk was probably 4 years ago in Austin and we got into like a little bit of an altercation <laughs> and I may have <laughs> hit him. <clears throat> but um but you know that is nothing that I'm proud of Yeah. neither is he. Yeah. And we literally the next morning woke up feeling like shit and it started with a whole conversation of We're not, we can't do this anymore. We both knew in that moment, we cannot drink like Mm -hmm. that anymore. Mm -hmm. So we stopped fully for like two and a half years. We did not take a sip of alcohol at all just because we were like, no. Yeah, mm -hmm." it's not right for us. Like, it's just not for us. But I mean, look over here, we have some liquor, but there's dust collecting on it, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, and even she could have seen that when she came over here. So like, my grandma, she was asking me, like, is it possible to be a gay person and not be having sex all the time? And she said, and I'm sorry if that makes you feel uncomfortable, but that's just something I've always wondered. Yeah. Because they I really
0: said, believe.
2: Yeah. But, what I'm, but the reason why all of this is happening right now is because people want to start conversations. Yes. Which is the whole point of everything that's going on right now aside from covid mm-hmm. but the black lives matter movement all this whole movement it's all about conversation and being willing to have a conversation mm-hmm. and so like my grand, my grandma and my little cousin coming and asking me these questions and stuff five years ago i probably would have been a little combative meaning like what do you mean mm-hmm. you know but now i'm sitting back i'm like oh my gosh i have hid who i am for so long you know what i mean and kind of felt got in my own head of they don't want to know. Yeah. You know? To where it's making me like not second guess like who I've been, because I know I've always been myself, but I can better myself and how I treat everybody or not even everybody, but inform everybody. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's always in the know. I'm one of those people that expects you to just like if we're going somewhere and I know where we're going and you don't, I expect you to eventually like get the directions of where we're going. Yeah. I don't know why I'm that way. <laughs> like we'll be halfway there and I'm like where do I turn? I'm like oh, you don't know? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't see the sign way over there? <laughs> and like I don't know. I'm just so weird, but for first kids that are like, you know, that don't know like how to talk to them, that's all you pretty much have to do is talk to them but it's different in every situation especially for like you know some people are in an abusive home you know and it really depends on your situation you you're going to know your parents and how they react to certain things you can you know some parents some kids grew up with their dad calling gay people a fag yeah or something you know and so they are built up thinking that their dad's going to hate gay people and that reminds me oh my gosh like Two months ago, there was this man that came into the coffee shop, and he told me that he was, you know, he was in town showing his son his, um, showing him the the campus um, because his son uh, was just graduating. He wanted to go to Anam Corpus, and um, he was like, "I'm all excited for my son, but he's just very like meh about everything." I was the same kid about everything, Mm -hmm. and up until I came out, and he was like, I want my son to find himself. I want him to be him. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. And he was like, well, I think he's gay. I know my son's gay, mm-hmm. but he won't come out to me. And I want him to come to school out of town so that he can go somewhere and be, feel free and be in a town where he can fully be himself and not run into, body, any, run into anybody he knows. And I was like, Why? He said, "Because I want him to be himself," and I'm like, "Well, why can't you just allow him to be himself?" Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. He was like, "Well, I think I already fucked that up," because it took me a long time to realize that my son is gay. He mm-hmm. was like, "But it took me even longer to realize that I spent my whole en- his whole entire life pointing out every faggot mm-hmm. or you know making fun of every gay guy." He said. I've literally suppressed my child into believing that I'm this bully that hates gay people. He was like, my best friend in high school was gay. And I don't even think my son even knows that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, because you don't want to have conversations with him because you think that he's not old enough to know. Exactly. So. I guess this message really goes out to the parents of people who, the parents of that know that their kid is gay or possibly gay. I love could be
0: that. Gay. I love that so You
2: much. need to take responsibility of your household and say, hey, your brother is flamboyant, but you need to protect him out there because people are going to pick on him. Or not are, but it's possible. And you need to be the one to be right by his side and be his backbone. because. I needed a backbone for so long, mm-hmm. and I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. So when I came out, I came out guns blazing. Anybody that said faggot, no, F you, you're a faggot. And my senior year, girl, that was a thing, like somebody was calling me a faggot and I was calling him a faggot and the teacher stood up and he was like, I will not have somebody calling somebody a faggot <laughs> in my classroom. And I said, now hold up, sir. Yeah. Okay. Certain people can say certain things because of who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I can say this because I am this. Yes. Okay? Yes. I am gay, and faggot is a derogatory term towards gay people. So, therefore, I am allowed to say it because mm-hmm. I am one and I own it 100%. Mm-hmm. He is not. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's my point. And he was, and the teacher was like, all right, you're right. Wow. You can say faggot if wow. you want to. If anybody else wants to say faggot, they can come out right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: And that was it. Wow. In that moment, I thought I was going to get sent to the to the principal's office yeah. or something. But no, he literally was on my side. And in that moment, that's when I realized, damn, I do have a voice, and I am right. I really am right. Fuck that kid. Mm-hmm. What the hell? And so, like, my senior year, I went like, anybody looked at me, I'm like, what, bitch?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I love that so much because you went from like very meek. You know, and mild-mannered because you just weren't sure how to navigate to suddenly just being like, this is me, like,
2: yes, in all your glory. And I think it may have, like, not frightened people, but, like, thrown people a little bit back because it was like, who are you now? Who do you think you are now? Yeah. You know, and so moving to Corpus and um, having to figure out what I'm going to do, because once I moved out of my parents' house, they were like, you're doing it on your own, boo. Like, my parents... I just got off their health insurance because I'm 26, but mm-hmm. that's the only thing my parents have helped me with. Mm-hmm. So, I had to like, you know, figure it out. And um, along all of this, I just like, living here in Corpus, I've gotten my cards read, you know? hmm mm-hmm. And that in itself flipped my whole entire what I thought my life was upside down, in one card reading, my first card reading, and I went into it with a, I just want to know, mm-hmm. I don't have a, I don't have a question, just tell me, mm-hmm. and um, it was in last October, mm-hmm. and um, she flipped like six cards over, and three of them were in front of me, and three of them were in front of her, and the ones in front of me were all. Um, or no, there was four of them, and um, in front of me, and when she flipped them over, three of them were in color, and one of them was in black and white. And the ones that were in color were facing me. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a man um, breaking, like um, it was like him like walking through a wall, like he picked the stick through a wall and like walked through it, mm-hmm. like breaking through a barrier. And then there was another one of, some, of a man sitting on a throne, and it was like all colorful. Mm-hmm and then there was another one of a star, and there was like a bunch of white ones and then a golden one, and it was like really big, right? Well, the one that was in black and white that was facing her, this is trippy, it was a man in black and white looking in a mirror, and in the mirror was him, but in color. And she said, "Wow." she said, the reason why this one is facing me is your soul is crying. Begging you to break free so you can get to those other three. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How, girl? And she flipped cards. And there was a maternal one, a paternal one. Um, something about um, like your childhood, like coming from your childhood. And then um, forgiving both both your mother and your father, like all four cards had to do with each other, and it once when she was talking like before she started, she like made this face like as if like that was like the most craziest thing that made sense to her. It was yeah. so weird, but um but I did have animosity towards my dad, and I had a whole lot of animosity towards my mom for a long time because to me it's like you didn't when are you gonna do you know me when Mm -hmm. are you gonna know me Mm -hmm. and then it was after that i realized i don't even know myself i don't even i never knew my dad and once i get to know the core of like who my actual dad is i'm gonna find out who i am and over spring break of this year um i was like didn't have any contact with my dad's side of the family, but I got in contact with him, and he found out that he has a gay brother, um, which I knew that, but I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And his, his brother said, um, his brother's like in his 50s, he was like, I'm gonna come down to Corpus, and I'm gonna visit you, and I'm gonna talk to you about your dad. Wow. I had asked my real dad, because when my real dad died, I asked his dad about him, and he told me that my stepdad was my dad. Don't ever ask about him again. About his son. Yeah. Don't ask about him. What do you mean? Yeah. It was that's so a weird, weird response. Yeah, my dad drank himself to death when I was fifteen, and so like it was like a rush, like it just happened. You know what I mean? And so, um, my my uncle when he came down, he asked me like if I wanted to know about my dad, and I said, "Yeah, I actually do. I have a million questions and assumptions and things that I've put together." my dad was discharged from the military, but way before I was born, before he met my mom, like my mom caught him wearing women's underwear at times. Like in my head, I'm your like, dad, may- yes. So in my head, I'm like, maybe he's like, tran- maybe he was transgendered and he was going through his own like thing or something like, I, I really don't know, you know, it's, I, I want to know. Mm-hmm. And he told me that, my dad actually um, grew up being um, suppressed as well. And my dad is like way younger than his siblings, and his siblings would like pick on him and tell him that he wasn't really their brother. And um, so he grew up asking um, he grew up um, he grew up asking, like, "Are you my dad to my grandpa?" and my grandpa would just be like why are you asking me that go to your room so he spent his life locked in his room by himself doing his own thing like whatever that kills me me too um my my grandparents got divorced you know and they um lived their life and my dad was raised by my grandma and still Every time he would ask her, she would get so mad. Are you calling me a cheater? Like all this crazy stuff. And so he grew up hating his parents, met my mom, informed my mom that they all hated him. And um, I grew up thinking that my dad's family hated him. And I didn't even know my dad. So I didn't even know why. I was just like, oh, they all hate each other or whatever. And I just live with my mom. And it was just random and weird. Well, my grandma's passed, My grandma passed away like a long time ago. I found out that um, when my dad was dying, his mom was already dead. My um, my grandpa went to visit him and asked him, "Are you my dad?" Or my grandpa asked him, "Like why are you, why are you do why did you do this to yourself?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're only forty. Why did you do this?" And he was like. I, because I'm chasing something that I need to know and you've never told me. So will you please tell me the truth? Are you my dad or not? And he was like, I really don't understand why that matters. What the? He refused to give him the straight truth, yes. And just so you know, I have disowned myself from that family. My uncle told me um, that, um, that it was the pharmacist, was his real dad. It was my grandma's pharmacist and all this stuff. And that they decided to start talking about it like a year ago. That that's when they decided to talk about it. And then they started like reaching out to me subtly and I like disregarded it. But then I did I was when I like reached out and was like, I'm ready to talk to y'all. Mm-hmm. But to me I was like, so now that he's for sure gone and I'm grown up, now y'all want to talk about it. mm mm-hmm as if it's like a laughing matter. He deserved to know that. No wonder he grew up so angry and didn't have a relationship with me. He literally felt like his life was a lie and wasn't gonna try to entertain me with those lies. Like he did something good for me in a bad way, you know? And so I grew up thinking my dad was this horrible person because he didn't raise me. When they were together, I was like, I didn't have a relationship with him. When my mom was at work, I was in a room like he was. That's all he knew. It was very odd. And so I grew up thinking I was tortured by my dad or, you know, whatever, and um, neglected. And so immediately when he told me all that stuff, I felt forgiveness. That was the first time I truly felt forgiveness in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, in my body. I felt like so much weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I'm like... I don't know who my dad's dad is, but I know the truth. Like, it's crazy to me. It blows my mind that all you had to do was just have a simple conversation with this person, and life could have been so differently. Mm -hmm. I could have had a relationship with my dad. You could have had a relationship with your son, regardless if he was your son or not. You know, like this whole mess. And come to find out. (laughs)
0: They're
2: not on the same team as me as far as politics go. Yeah, And, you know, they included me in a group chat. But when all the politics and Black Lives Matter and all this stuff and COVID and everything started happening, their group chat turned into a politic mess. And whenever I would oppose with my opinions, it turned into a disaster. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting here getting boiled over things and... Uh, my partner was like, look, you're fighting with your family that you don't have to fight with. You don't even know those people. Cut them off and put that energy elsewhere. I'm like, okay. So I took it to social media. And <laughs> here we are, girl. <laughs> but um, but no, for real. So um whenever the whole like movement happened, I really felt this is like my time to actually like. Take control of what I've been wanting to do with my platform. So yes, I did go out to that protest mm-hmm. in high drag, dressed as Poison Ivy, you Rhinestone amazing. for the gods. I rhinestoned that corset by myself with fifty thousand rhinestones.
0: You look 50, so 000. good.
2: Thank you. And I made the wig myself. But um, I got to go out there and be myself. And the best part of all of that was when I showed up and I got out of the car. The there was two parking spots over and there was a family. Um, it was a black family. And if you know, I don't know if you know, but in the gay community um, with like black gay boys, when they come out, it's like they get it hard. Mm-hmm. My friend, he came I've out heard this. and he was like, he said it was the worst thing. He got it bad from his mom, his dad, his grandma. Like it was hard on him. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But, and I think it was because they're already... They already have it hard and they were trying to protect their kids and like,
1: mm-hmm. you don't
2: want to go through, you don't want to be gay and black. It's mm-hmm. hard enough being a black human being in America. You want to be gay and black and be double bullied? Mm-hmm. What?
0: It reminds me of, the, there's an episode on um, Master of None where Lena Waith
2: mm-hmm. have you ever seen it? No.
0: Well, so Lena Waith comes out as a lesbian to her mom and uh, it's a very similar conversation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What was our conversation?
0: about, oh, I'm sorry, that you decided that you were gonna use your platform to be vocal about what you believe in.
2: Right, so, so whenever I showed up to the thing, there was these two little boys, probably like four and five, and their dad, and in my head, and he was like this buff black guy, and I'm like, this guy's about to beat my ass, because he doesn't want his little boys seeing a a man in a in a wig. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want to have to explain that right now. And in my and that actually was a conversation that I had with my friend before I went because she is black. And I'm like, Am I gonna offend you if I go and in, in drag? She said, No. We everybody needs to know that we all support each other no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. And if they can't accept that, then what are they really fighting for? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I guess you're right, girl. So I went and When I got out of that car and I saw them, I like turned around real quick and then all I hear was, trick or treat, (laughs) girl. I turn around and the dad said, no, that's a woman. The dad said, that is a woman. Mm -hmm. I I said, oh no, you can tell him it's a costume. I don't care. And he said, no, my son's gonna respect you. You're presenting yourself as a woman. You're a woman. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, thank you, sir. And I said, I'm Poison Ivy, how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) But but then not even 10 minutes later, you brought Saint and that was so freaking cute. He could not take his eyes off you. when he came up to me and, like, hugged me, I was like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> he was just like, oh, he asked about you for, like, the next probably two weeks. Girl, he, he was like, what's Poison Ivy's name? And I would say Matt. And he's all, oh, okay. Like, where, where is where's Poison Ivy? Like, where are they? What are they doing? You know, like, he was just obsessed with you. That's you look so, cute. so good.
2: Well, I'm now I'm considering, maybe I should do, like, birthday parties. Yeah. Like a clown. But literally, oh. like, drag queens. Drag queens do consider themselves clowns. Mm-hmm. Just polished, I guess. But excuse me um yeah i mean i love it it was such a good experience the whole thing was awesome it really felt validating because you know drag gay and it's not a gay event you know it i was in my own little mindset but after a while i felt so embraced and it made me realize people really do respond to me in drag
1: mm-hmm.
2: they People love it. I don't, like, I can't explain it, you know? Like, I don't, and some people have said to me, like, I feel like you're getting a big head. And I'm like, how am I getting a big head? I don't, I don't understand that. Because to me, I don't, I don't present myself on, on social media as, like, this person who has it all figured out. I don't think I do, you know? I, I don't remember why I was saying that. Well, I think. But anyway, the,
0: just ultimately, you were just trying to say you realized, especially with the, yes. after that conversation with your family, that you weren't going to be quiet about how you felt about certain issues, and that you were going to support those issues right. or movements, being who you truly are. Exactly.
2: So, um, doing doing all of this stuff has, well, I mean, everything that's going on has really much like not forced me, but you know there's no reason why you shouldn't be quiet. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on in the world right now that if you're not talking about one thing, then you simply just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like or, you know, you're just going to be at the end of the race when it's over. Yeah. Sorry sis. Like there's right now there's so much change going on for the good, for the bad, whatever. I mean, in politics, I cannot stand the you must be a democrat. Girl, Mm -hmm. I must be my own person. Exactly. I think there's good and bad in both parties. And if it were up to me, there'd be no parties. Yeah, the whole
0: bipartisan system is is a flawed system. Can we
2: come to an agreement? Can we agree to disagree, girl, just one time? But, you know, life is crazy. But I'm excited.
0: I'm excited for
2: you. You're incredible. I don't know. Like, literally, I just... Every day, I... Like, I want to accomplish more things in life. Like one day I wanna own, like I'm just a barista now, well not just, but you know what I'm saying. Like I'm a barista now, but eventually I do wanna own my own coffee shop. Not saying that's like in the next six months, but that has been something that I've wanted to do for a long time and it be inspired by my grandparents. And um, you know, every day I wake up knowing that there's so much more left in life for me to accomplish, but right now, I'm so happy and content with the way it's going. I'm not in any rush to, you know, yes. just be the next biggest thing. I'm not trying to be the ultimate drag queen. I live my life and if people want to join me for the ride, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Cuz I mean, I don't, I don't whatever. I'm just doing me. But um yeah, I'm excited.
0: I'm excited. I mean, you're just such an inspiration to watch. I mean, you're incredibly talented. You're one of the most beautiful, kindest, just... Interesting people I've ever met, and thank so you. I just want to thank you so much for having me over for Sorry talking for to crying. me. Oh my god, no way! If you listen to some of the other episodes, sometimes people they start talking about something and it's emotional because it's about your journey. Yeah, I mean, but you're incredible, and just I can't wait to see what you do next. And just thank you so so much for talking to me. Thank
2: you. Um, well, just so you know, I do listen to your podcast while I'm cleaning this crazy house. Um, you really are doing a lot of good work around here. Like, me personally, I had, like, perception of people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have perceptions of everybody around here. Mm-hmm. Conversations not happening, you mm-hmm. know. And with what you're doing, you're allowing people to go on go on there and be freely who they are. And they don't even realize that they're opening up their world to other people. Like, you know, a lot of people who are, like, you know, wealthy around here, you think that they're, are like snobby or something, but I've come to know a lot of people in this in this community that are genuinely nice people that come from wholehearted backgrounds. You know, they're already established. They're like fifty years plus I really don't know their ages, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I wanna be you. And they're like, boy, sit down. You will be one day. Mm -hmm. Calm down. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think we can all learn from each other and you're doing a great job on teaching everybody about everyone. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity, Brittany. Thank you so much, Matt. That means the world coming from you. I appreciate it. Is this you. the longest episode? Jesus. It's, it's up there. I talk a lot.
0: I loved it. Thanks I again. I did it for
2: my mom.